you know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. It is us, those weekend golf guys. There may be a little bit of a uh, echo going on here. It's just it, it's an equipment situation, so uh, forgive me. Echo. Oh, oh, <laughs> hello, hello, hello. This <laughs> <laughs> from. Uh, or that's Robin, just us being dumb. <laughs> Robin Williams' first album, where he was doing uh, some impressions. He said he wanted to do an impression of a New York City echo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was hello. Shut the up. <laughs> I've been in that block in New York. That's how it goes. Hey, last week we did uh, I Don't Need No Stinking Lessons and yeah. we proved to you why you did. This week we're going to do I Don't Need No Stinking Practice. We will <laughs> prove to you why that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you need it. <laughs> now, everybody needs it. Everybody needs it consistently, especially if you've had some stinking lessons. Because yeah, then you have to, you gotta figure out what to, to do, baby. Yeah, you have to keep doing it in order to remember how to do it. Or you can go and back so, to Jeff and say, Okay, I, I wasn't paying attention last week. Tell me again. Here's another hundred dollars. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> and he gets all disgusted and holds out his hand for money and then moves on. One of the things, if you have listened to us in the past, uh, one of the things that I'm sure you are aware of is Jeff has some pretty nifty little ways of letting you practice, especially for the large percentages of us who are homebound during the next yeah. month or so. Those yeah. of us who want to get to the golf course, it's winter and it stinks. And we don't have a full-fledged practice facility in our basement. <laughs> Some people are getting that, though. They are. Mm -hmm. In fact, uh, I've been taking measurements on, I have a two and a half car garage. And that's one and a half empty spaces for me, you know, <laughs> oh, my wife, you can keep your car outside. I need this in here. So I, I you know what I think is going to start happening in home design, deeper garages, get both your cars in and have your simulator deeper exactly. garages. All right, folks, build yourself a new house, <laughs> go, go out in the country, build yourself a new house and make sure your garage can fit two full-length cars end-to-end, -end, use one of them for the sim and the other one for the car. Right. As a matter of fact, if you're going to build a little extra big, stick a sofa in between. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And a bar. Yeah, and oh, you got to have the bar. And some lights and, you know, some sound and, yeah, oh, you, yeah, look. Yeah. And you'll, you, you'll never go upstairs again. No. And and if your wife's anything like mine, you should probably put a bed in there because you're going to need to be sleeping in it, too. Okay. Right. So, but one of the things that Jeff has mastered over the course of his career is coming up with nifty little gadgets and or gizmos that you can basically put together for 27 cents of stuff from Home Depot. <laughs> that work as good, if not better, than all of the fancy schmancy practice materials you can buy at the big box store on the practice wall. You know, there's some stuff. Oddly enough, I didn't go to the Home Depot today. I went to Lowe's. Okay. Six one half and, dozen of the other. And I got yet some more of those. John, you've seen this. You know, I've mm -hmm. got my little stubby club, mm -hmm. right? Yep. And then I snapped this little piece of truth right on there. 
right? Yep. And it's a magnetic pickup tool and it pops onto the face of your club. And I'm telling you, you go, I spent $5.99 on one and it extends out. It's a little magnet that sits on the face. And outside of that comes this telescoping rod. Mm-hmm. And I telescope the thing all the way out and then I break it off. Two of those little sections stay on and the rest of them get tossed away. Okay. And then I put a little tape over the end of the rod so I don't gouge myself and impale myself on it. Mm-hmm. Right. Gotcha. And then I take a little, I take a little cap like those caps that are on the end of those alignment sticks. Mm-hmm. Right. And I put one on there and I'm telling you, that is my single greatest golf teaching tool to get people to play better golf. Because that way you can visualize exactly and quickly what direction your club face is facing when you think it is square to the target. And, you you know, it, every single little fidget you make with your hands on the club, you get to see mm-hmm. what you just did to the face of your club. Before you started to swing it. Yeah. And boy, let me tell you, the fidgeters rejoice when I get them to stop fidgeting with their hands. Mm -hmm. Because then they realize just what they're doing with their ball flight and their happiness. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, let's let's do something else. If you got to be the, the little nervous Nelly right over the ball, okay, that's fine. Wiggle your toes. Yeah. Wiggle your nose. <laughs> Wiggle your ears. Wiggle your eyebrows. Flare your nostrils. Squeeze your butt cheeks together. I don't care. But let's not mess with our hands because we're changing that face of the club. Yep. And then we're about to swing it into a ball. And a very minuscule change in the in the direction of the face of the club can be exacerbated substantially by the ball flight. When you hit it. Well, yeah. I mean, when you think about this, John, when a face doesn't point in the direction you're swinging it, when it plows into the golf ball, you got some curvature. Mm-hmm. And the harder you hit it, the more it curves. Mm-hmm. And people get so bent out of shape because they curve the ball too much. Right. So I spend some time getting these folks to get the club face facing the direction of their golf swing. And they hit a bunch of straight line golf shots. Then they find out that their straight line golf shots don't hurt nearly as bad as those big gigantic curveballs they've been hitting. <laughs> right? Hurt score wise or hurt physically? Uh, well, not so much physically, but score wise <laughs> and certainly emotionally. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, they're not breaking as many clubs these days. Because mm-hmm. their ball's not going that far offline. That's right. So I'm saving people money too, not just in golf balls, but in shafts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just talking about shafts. <laughs> right. But, you know, that, that, so that's a thing that I use all the time because it works on, it talks about loft and direction at impact and what are they doing? And they get to see everything that they've just done with the face of their club. Yeah. And so now they get it. And then when I can show them with their hands on the club and the club face, and I just say, hey, let's let's move this club face toward the toward the golf ball. Let's just see what you're doing. This motion, you think that's a great idea to be, you know, doing this thing with your wrists or that thing with your wrists and this 
let's go shallow the club and bow our mm-hmm. wrists and do all that. Why don't we just pay attention to what it's doing with the face of the club while we're at it? What do you say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they go, well, that seems like I'm doing too much for that. I'm like, I know. Just that seems, was the point. <laughs> you're not going to have a lot of fun in this game if yeah. you keep doing that stuff. Yeah, exactly. And it 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 is by far the single greatest teaching tool that I have and training tool yeah. because it is undeniable and it works with every single player because it makes them aware of what's going on. Yeah. And, and the thing of it is, is like you say, it was that six bucks with tax yeah. and it's, six bucks. It, it's, it's, it's a telescoping. It's to pick up screws and nails that you drop or, or nuts yeah. and bolts that you drop in hard to access places. And uh, it, it works. Yes. It works so wonderfully when you just put it on your club face because it points. Which brings me to a question: Is yeah. it true that if I were to take my, let's say, my seven iron and lay it on the ground and step on the club face so that the back of the face was level with the ground, which would make the shaft angle upwards, is that a way to judge accurately? The flight of the ball, like if you're trying to see if you've you got mean the trajectory, it takes the trajectory. Off? Yes. If, if you you want to see if you've got enough space to clear a tree in front of you or something, is okay. that accurate? Yes and no. OK. Oh, you hate these answers. I know it depends. It depends. <laughs> right. All right. So let's understand when people started to do that. They didn't have cavity backed clubs with gigantic flanges on the back. That's true. Yeah. They were more blade-style clubs, in which case then you could step on the loft of the the face of the club and have it pop up there. But now the people with the large sole plates on their clubs and the the offset in the heads, it doesn't quite get to the angle that you think would be the right telling. It wouldn't tell you the same story is what I'm saying. It would be different. Right. So I could take – a seven iron off a blade set and a seven iron off a big fat gigantic sole plate club like oh let's say a uh, ping rapture <laughs> oh yeah let's oh, say that <laughs> yeah let's say that one and step on the seven iron face and they would come up at different angles and you would go oh my gosh one of these is shockingly a different loft than the other and it might not be the case at all gotcha it might be how the the back of the club head and the sole plate interacts with the ground and may not come up at the same angle. So okay, I'm not sure I do that. Now, with wedges, though, we don't see very many wedges, meaning sand wedges and lob wedges and gap wedges. We don't mm-hmm. see very many gigantic cavity back clubs on those. No, we don't. So we have more of a truth on those Okay, than we do with the full set. But again, um, I guess the the smarter thing to do would be to take your clubs and swing them uh, and try to just figure out what your average is. How high does that club average when you hit it? How far does that club fly when you hit it? And just, you know, write it down if you have to, or at least remember it. Okay. Yeah. Jeff has some fancy schmancy, again, $1.99 type stuff to help with your driving, with your, with your swing plane, and with putting. And we're going to talk about them when we come right back. We are those weekend golf guys. You need to hang out with us. 
Hi, this is John Ashton, and I am looking to eat better this year. If you have made the resolution to eat better this year, we have a deal for you that's going to make it so easy and delicious. It's called Green Chef. They are the number one meal kit for eating well. Now, no matter what kind of lifestyle you're looking for, let's say keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, fast and fit, Mediterranean, even gluten-free, and whatever you choose, you can get it through Green Chef. Now, the recipes feature organic produce, premium proteins, sustainably sourced ingredients. And you know that if you do this Green Chef meal kit deal, you will reduce your food waste by up to 38% versus grocery shopping. You need to go to greenchef.com slash weekend60 and use the code weekend60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. Greenchef.com slash weekend60 and use the code weekend60 to get 60 percent that's 60 percent off plus free shipping and we are back thanks for hanging i'm john ashton he is jeff smith mr diy dude the man who can who can work wonders with a pool i have seen it happen (laughs) yeah pool noodles are fun because you can do so many different things with them that are not in the pool so That's why we're bringing it up in February. Okay. Yeah. You know, so there are things that we can use as visuals either to put them somehow in a place where you would avoid hitting it mm-hmm. or put it in a place where you want to hit it. Most people use it, you know, use a swim noodle as something to prop up and swing under or right. swing behind or swing on the other side of and use it more of an avoidance kind of a thing. But there's plenty of time where you could put it in a place where you'd say, I want to actually hit this. Because first, you're not going to hurt it. Right. Nor is it going to hurt your club. Right. So sometimes you want that visual, and sometimes you also want the sound of Mm. it. Mm. So here's an example. Sometimes I get one of those larger diameter pool noodles. They're a bit more expensive than just the dollar kind. This one might be in the $5 (gasps) arena, right? The the foam is a bit more thick and dense, and they're a little bit larger in diameter. Let's call them the non-dime store brand of (laughs) pool noodles, shall we? Okay, we can do that. Sometimes you can lay that down on the ground and it's thick and tall enough that you could either prop it up on a tee or lay it on the ground and actually strike it with your driver. Now, when I lay it on the ground, I lay it across the swing path. And you know what I get with the driver smack? A flat face driver up against the side of a pool noodle. And you know what kind of sound it makes when you hit it squarely? A good one. A good one. (laughs) A nice and loud one. Yeah. But when you hit it at a glancing blow, like the face is open or the face is closed, Mm -hmm. it's a muffled sound. Ah, okay. Yeah. You know, I also use, for this very same thing, a car wash sponge. Okay. And the car wash sponge used in that same manner. I'll stand the car wash. You, you know the one I'm talking about, the, the big yellow thing? Yeah, that big yellow. Shaped, the kidney shaped like kind oval. of a thing? Yeah. Yeah. So you get one of those out and you stand it on its end. These things are like a couple of inches thick. 
you know, and they're five or six inches tall, mm-hmm. you know, four or five inches wide, that kind of thing. Sure. And you put the big flat spot facing the face of the driver. Okay. And you put it out there outside your armpit and you turn and you wallop this thing. And you know what you get when the face is square, a very oh. loud smacking sound. It's a very good sound. Mm-hmm. And imagine and, the, the sponge moves also, doesn't it? Oh yeah. It flies. And it flies in the Here's, right direction if you hit it correctly, does it? Don't well, I don't know if I'd get too much down the road of, you know, you got a soft, flat thing that's getting smooshed. Yeah. And it basically just follows, you know, it, it collapses down yeah, onto true. the base of the driver. It's moving. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't worry too much about the direction, right? But one of the cool things that you can do, this is a, there's a little bit of fun involved with this, too. One of the cool things that you can do to make it feel like you're hitting something with a little bit more heft, what are sponges really used for? Soaking up water, right? Yeah. Soaking up water, right? Mm -hmm. What if you soaked up some water and put (laughs) it down there and hit it? It would have more weight. It would. It would still move. It would. Wouldn't cause you any harm. Would still make sense. Well, you 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 may get a little wet. <laughs> you may get a little wet, but that'd be a good kind of feel. Yeah. Right. We do that outside a lot, you know, in the summertime when it's hot. Right. And people need to hit their drivers and they want to practice and they want to get a little bit of fun in that. It's amazing what you can do because yeah. people learn to really be aggressive to hit a wet sponge. Mm-hmm. because it's got a little bit of weight to it. It still gives like crazy. Come on, it's not a brick, right? Right. Right. It's not going to hurt anybody's club or anything. But it has a little bit of weight that goes with it, and it's really kind of fun. Does and the sometimes, sound get muffled just because it's wet, or does it still? Well, yeah, it does. Okay. It, it makes us, yeah. It, but when it's, it, it's not that muffled because it's still that flat-on-flat flat smack. Right. Right. It's just a splashy kind of a smack. Gotcha. Right. Okay. But sometimes I'll weigh it down even more by just wrapping the sponge in a towel, a golf towel. Hmm. And I'll smack that. And you know what happens with the golf towel? It kind of wraps itself around the head of your club and kind of engulfs the club and provides a little bit more weight through the impact zone. Mm-hmm. And you learn to pack a harder punch into the ball hmm. and oddly enough people learn to hit the ball better <laughs> from things that don't cost much money yeah yeah yeah, yeah i know it's kind of fun yeah yeah hey let's get back to the swim noodle thing because that's always fun okay so here's a fun thing that i do indoors with a swim noodle okay I prop up one of those fancy schmancy alignment rods that cost about a dollar. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. And I set it on the ground and I prop it up behind the ball, a few feet behind the ball where the bottom of, or one of the ends of the, the far end of the alignment rod is behind the ball by say two feet, maybe three feet. Okay. And the front end 
is on the target line. The whole thing is the target line, but it's now angled up in the air. I propped it up on something where the near end, the, the, the end near the golfer is only about knee height. Okay. And then we put the ball on the golf mat that this is hanging over mm-hmm. right under the, sp- uh, the, the swim noodle. Okay. So you have to come under the swim noodle to hit the ball which means you have to come from the inside mm-hmm. and low. Mm-hmm. You'll learn to stop coming over the top because you won't clobber the swim noodle. And if right. you did come over the top, you would be clobbering the swim noodle, and then you'd have to put it back in its rightful place. Which which makes it for a lot of bending down. You don't yes. want to do that. Yeah. Yeah, you don't. No. So interestingly enough, a swim noodle can drastically help you groove your path into the ball Mm -hmm. to the one that you want. You know, darn well, John, you don't want to come at it from the other side of the golf ball. Well, so get a swim noodle out, swing under that bad boy and hit that golf ball. That's right under that swim noodle. And you, sir, will be a maestro with moving your club. For those of you who are saying, yeah, it sounds great, but still, I, I, gol- I can't hit a golf ball inside. Okay. Ping pong balls. That's right, baby. You know it. I am a huge advocate of ping pong balls. You know why, John? Because they don't break the lamps. That's right. <laughs> We've been talking about this for 13 years, baby. <laughs> yes. They don't break anything, folks. They don't break the lamps. They don't break the TV screens. They don't knock the lamp off the table. They don't even break the picture of your mother-in-law. That's right. They don't. (laughs) Ping pong balls, baby. (laughs) Swing under that swim noodle and pop that ping pong ball, a good one. And you know what? Here's the other thing about ping pong balls. You know, because a lot of people go, oh, no, 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 I'll just go over to uh, Wally World there and go get myself one of those little packets of a dozen of those yellow foam ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, guess what? I got news for you on those yellow foam ones. They they break mother-in-law's picture. That's right. They got just (laughs) enough weight to give you problems. But here's the thing. Even if you just hit it against the wall, they leave a little residue on the wall. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, folks, that's the voice of experience talking. (laughs) Should I deepen my voice a little bit more resonant? That's the voice of experience talking, folks. (laughs) That is. Trust me, wife wife only believes that uh, it was an accident story about the mother-in-law's picture once. Once. (laughs) Second time, (laughs) don't worry. Not a chance. (laughs) You're holding that thing up as a target, aren't you? Why are all these why are all these yellow foam marks all over my wall in the shape of a, in the outline of a picture? And why is my mother's picture broken? <laughs> hey, stuff happens, you know? It does. So, so you know, swim noodles, uh, car wash, sponges, and ping pong balls, and you will be a much better golfer. Trust us. Oh, we got more. We got more stuff. I mean, so far you've spent what about six dollars and forty-three cents. You may have to get a budget of maybe ten or fifteen by the time we're done. But we will. Careful, be right we're breaking back. the bank here, boys. <laughs> <laughs>
And if you're one of those companies that stayed open during COVID, I have some great news for you. Government funds are available to reward companies who stayed open during that challenging time. It's not a loan. You don't have to pay it back. Your hard work to stay open could qualify you for up to $26,000 per employee at refundsasap.com. That's refundsasap.com. You heard that right. Up to $26,000 per employee. This program is complicated, but nobody knows more about it than the tax experts at refundsasap.com. You pay nothing up front. They do all the work. Then they share a percentage of the cash they get you. Businesses of all types, including nonprofits and churches, can qualify, including those who took PPP loans. If you have five or more employees, let refundsasap.com help you get up to $26,000 per employee. Visit refundsasap.com. That's refundsasap.com. Refundsasap.com. And we are back, those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. We're trying to get trying to get you ready. You know, uh, unless you're out there in Phoenix or Scottsdale or wherever the waste management open is this weekend. That'd be uh, Scottsdale, baby. Yeah. It's like Man. across the street from Phoenix. Yeah, I know. It's where one starts and the other begins, it's hard to tell. But but you got the waste management open and the Super Bowl in the same town at the same time. Isn't that crazy? How's that happen? Yeah, you know? uh, that is proper planning, baby. Yeah, that, how about, let's try to get a flight. <laughs> I was gonna say, how about the hotels, the the Ubers, <laughs> the the rental cars, the restaurants? Yeah, how are they all doing? Right, they're all jacking up their prices this yeah. weekend. I, I think like, a ride from the airport on Uber is one hundred and fifty two fifty. So uh, we'll see how that works <laughs> out. But we're talking about how to save money. So since yeah. you're probably not in Scottsdale right now for either the uh, waste management open or the super bowl then um do you uh, you want to save a little bit of money and stay home and maybe practice your golf game a little bit before all the good stuff happens later on this afternoon and we've got a way for you to do that for very little money now just to recap we've talked about using pool noodles we've talked about using sponges the big ones from car washes we've talked about ping pong balls we have told you not to use those foam practice balls inside because they leave marks. Yes, now, they do. What could you do with a length of rope and some masking tape? Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's start with the obvious flogging yourself. No. <laughs> so here's what you can do, right? Go get yourself a length of rope. Maybe a couple, three loops of it. Maybe make the thing like 20 feet. Loop it over a few times so that it's all one double to triple to quadruple looped rope. Kind of like braided? Yeah, braided like a dock line or something like that. Just braided. Make it about as fat as your finger. Okay. Right? And then get some, some gorilla tape. Okay. And... Take one of the ends of this multi-looped rope and tape it as tight as you can possibly tape something so that you've got, because the Gorilla Tape is really good because you can make it a handle Mm -hmm. to swing, but you don't want the handle to be soft. So if you use duct tape, it'll be soft because the duct tape doesn't have, it's not stout enough tape. Okay. It's not firm enough. So yeah. I always tell people get gorilla tape. Okay. 
right? This will be officially the most expensive thing we've said already, <laughs> and it's a tape, okay? Now, it go get yourself some rope and some tape. Make yourself this, this loop of rope, but the whole loop of rope ought to be about waist high. So if, if the one end of the rope was at your waist, the other ends would be just touching the floor, right? Like hip high, right? So a bunch of loops in a row, four or five of them in a row, right? Next to each other. And then tape one end of it, one end of that loop. So that it's really, 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 really tight. Okay. And then somewhere like in the middle of the rope, tape one loop around so that it just kind of holds it together in the center. Okay. Right. You can imagine that. And then start to swing it back and forth and back and forth. And oddly enough, you're going to wind up flogging yourself. Mm -hmm. You're going to get back and you're going to make a backswing. And what's going to happen is that rope is going to hit you in the back. That's your trigger to instantly go hard and go fast into your forward swing. Just let it barely touch your back. As soon as it touches, go. This is reverse engines and go forward. Mm -hmm. That's what we got. That's your trigger. Yeah. Right. Quickly. Right. Because we're not after going to the top and stopping. No, no, no. We're about transferring energy. Right. On the way back, instant shift on the way forward. So the trigger would be when that rope just touches you in the back. So we're not trying to beat ourselves up here. Right. Just a little gentle touch in the back. Boom. You go in the other way. So you do a bunch of these just regular old golf swings. You know what happens with this? It makes sure that your body starts to rotate before your arms send the club to the ground. It works on your sequencing. And oddly enough, when your big muscles get into into the groove before your little ones, you know, the ones in your arms and hands. Right. Oddly enough, they generate some force that gets transferred through the body and out the arms and out your club. And a rope helps all that happen. What a fun little tool that is. Yeah. And again, as you said, it's probably with the tape, 850 for everything. That's probably it, right? I think the thing that we just talked about, the rope and tape, might cost you a whopping ten to twelve dollars. Oh wow! I know. Well, I know. I'm killing about Breaking this. the bank. <laughs> Breaking the Look, bank, baby. Okay, so so on the backswing, you the the trigger is when the rope touches your back very quickly. Yeah. How hard should the rope touch your back on the forward swing? Well, after you've made your forward swing. It'll just kind of whip around you and right. slap you. It's traveling faster there, so yeah. it'll probably smack you a little bit, right? Okay, so, that, so but I mean that is something you should look for, right? Yeah, like it'll for get being you. smacked a little bit harder with the rope on the, yeah. the follow through or whatever you want to right. call it. Yeah. So if you want to wear a sweater to pad yourself, <laughs> <laughs> or some of our heftier crowd that doesn't have to pad themselves. Right? <laughs> You know, calling it as I see it. I got you. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's really a big help. And there's other things that you can do with the rope, too. It's not just for uh, sequencing and Mm -hmm. building speed, but, boy, that's the big one. Yeah. Right? Could you imagine, John, if you were whipping that thing just back and forth and back and forth and back and forth with short, fast, bursty strokes? 
you would definitely be slapping yourself in the back yes, you pretty would. quickly with this. Yeah. And people would look at that going, what's with this self-flogging thing? What, what are you doing? You're learning to change directions very fast. Mm-hmm. And boy, is that helpful to try to speed up a golf club. And that's and speeding up the golf club is what helps get more power to the ball, which means you're going to hit it farther. Ball go far. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The changing of directions. I was talking to um, a guy who is a world-renowned physiotherapist, and he works with Olympic athletes and has for 20-some years. Oh, okay. And he started to tell me some of the biggest differences in the athletes. And he said, you've got your, your high school athlete that's pretty darn good. you got your collegiate-level athlete that's very good. you got your professional-level athlete who is incredibly good. And then you've got your Olympic-caliber athlete, which is above that. And I said, wow. well, how do, you, how do you figure that out? He said, Olympic caliber athletes are effectively elite athletes with one step that's better in every one of them. I said, what is that? He said, they change direction faster. No matter so what sport, sport they're they doing. Have, wow. Right. Okay. Because we are dealing with a transference of energy. You're mm-hmm. going one way, you put on the brakes, and then you go back the other way. And it's transferring energy throughout the body. Right. So the people who have learned to use motion, put on the brakes and go back the other way faster, whatever that is. Right, right. They're more Olympic caliber athletes. Wow. How about that? He said, you could you could just start naming the sports and I'll tell you about, about the motion. And the people who do it at the absolute highest levels change directions faster than everybody else. And in golf, the direction is, is the backswing to... Downswing, right? Exactly. Right. Think about some sport where you know one player that stands out in your mind that changed directions faster than everybody else and leaves them all standing in their wake. Barry Sanders in football, Mm -hmm. right? How about uh, Allen Iverson in basketball, Mm -hmm. right? Those guys that could just make somebody and break their ankles, cross them over, break their ankles, right? What did they do? Changed directions faster than ever. There's a couple of visual examples of that, right? Right, right. But I mean, even if you're looking for the guys are like an, an Iverson, even if you were like knew he was going to do it, he could still do it faster than you can keep up with. Yeah, you c- couldn't keep up. Yeah, I mean, you have to anticipate. And the guy who can't first, keep up but... is also in a, and the guy who can't keep up is an NBA caliber yeah. Athlete. Yeah. He's no slouch. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And yet he was made to look like one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Posterized moments. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they happen. Okay. So that's that's the story with the rope. And again, the gorilla tape is going to be probably the most expensive thing that Jeff tells you to buy today. Yeah. Um, and it uh, so far I think we're still under 20 bucks for everything. I'm so. pretty pretty sure we are. Yeah. And you can do this in your den. You can do it in your living room. You can do it in your garage. You can do it in your backyard. You can do it in your basement. You can do it wherever, yeah. you know, you don't have people looking at you going, what the hell are you doing? Even then you can do it and just tell them, hey, eat your heart out and don't play me for money when the course opens up this spring. That's right. That's what you Suckers. need. We got more. <laughs>
We got yep. more. We're bringing them back to you. So hang out with us. We are those weekend golf guys. Attention individuals and businesses struggling with tax debt during the COVID-19 pandemic. The IRS Deputy Commissioner has just announced the Taxpayer Relief Initiative. To take advantage of the new program, you need to call United Tax Fix right now. United Tax Fix will help you settle your tax bill for an amount you can afford, remove or reduce penalties, stop negative collection actions, and negotiate affordable monthly payments. Don't ignore your tax bill. Negotiate and resolve your tax debt now. And take advantage of the new Taxpayer Relief Initiative program. Even if you've been rejected or turned down in the past, you may qualify for a settlement under these new guidelines. Here's the bottom line. If you're struggling with your tax bill, you can't afford to wait. You need to call United Tax Fix right now. For a free phone consultation, call 800-762-2768. That's 800-762-2768. All right, one more time together this morning. It is us, those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. And... I can see you've got your little uh, shopping list down now. Let's go yep. over it. A pack of ping pong balls, which I've seen yep. you can buy at Kroger. I don't know why they sell them at Kroger, but I've seen them there. No paddles, <laughs> just the ping pong balls. Uh, some strands of rope, some Gorilla yep. Tape, a pool noodle. Actually, probably Walmart is the place to go to get all this stuff because they've got all the different things there. And then uh, a car wash sponge. They got everything. The thing that I enjoy most about what you teach is the stuff you teach without putting a ball in front of anybody. Yeah. Being able to it's fun to do that. Being able to accurately and consistently hit a penny <laughs> in the middle of your club face. Is I mean, it, it gives you the, the biggest sense of accomplishment that you will have all year long in this game. Yeah. You know, it's a little bit surprising to me how a little tiny bit of creativity can help everybody play better golf. Mm -hmm. If you do the things that are impact related things it helps everybody so much so when i sit there and throw a penny on the ground or on a mat and say folks hit this you know you're working on the landing spot you're working on center face contact mm -hmm. you're working on swing direction i could throw things on the ground and have you swing between them and get center face contact Mm -hmm. I can angle those things on the ground and work on swing path. Yep. Uh, it's uncanny what can be done. I just love it. It's you, so much fun. Do you at JeffSmithGolfInstruction.com have any sort of tutorials like this so people could look and see exactly what you're talking about and set it up? I do, I do not. Uh-oh. But <laughs> if they get a hold of me, Mm -hmm. I have a huge library of video tips. Okay. All they have to do is send me an email and say, hey, Jeff, 
love to see what you got going with some video tips. And I'll get them signed up on my plat my online platform. And boom, here they come. Mm-mm. How what could be more simple? <laughs> it's just not all that hard, folks. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It just isn't all that hard. Because so. if you can if you can accurately or consistently make contact with a penny, then a golf ball is nothing. Yeah, we tend to put the the golf ball on top of the penny and still get people to hit the pennies. Next yeah. thing you know, they've hit the bottom of a golf ball and they watch the ball go straight up in the air and they go, oh my God, it's out there far. Yeah, how about that, huh? <laughs> because they just learned what had to get done and they had to get the bottom of the club to the bottom of the ball. Yeah, I know it sounds so simple, but yet so many times people are giving somebody something to do that doesn't immediately have an impact result. And then all of a sudden, the player is going, I don't know if I really need to do this. But the second I can get somebody to touch a spot right at the bottom of their golf ball, mm -hmm. and their ball goes straight and high and far, and they look at me and like, I've never done that before, <laughs> or I rarely do that, or I wish I could do that again, or how the hell did I lose sight of doing that? I used to do that 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they, they lose track of the ability to do the base thing, which tells the ball what to do. And that is get the sole plate of the club right below it. Yeah. And hitting a penny off a mat is an amazing way to go about it. What I have found, man, is that especially as you start to get older or more confident or less concerned, however you want to look at it, <laughs> but your, your, your body changes a little bit. So swinging it the way you swung when you were 20 is not going to give you the same results today because you're not going to be able to swing it the same way. Well, here's the funny part about this. People that still think they're swinging it the same way they were when they're 20 are kidding themselves because their bodies aren't doing the same thing anymore because they exactly. don't. Exactly. But if you know if you know what is supposed to happen, if you know that this club is supposed to contact this ball at this point, then you can make whatever adjustments you need to make in order to make that happen. That's right. See, I'm paying attention. You are paying attention. <laughs> you know, here's the fun part about that, John. We've been doing this for a, a decade. Yes, we have. Plus a couple of years, I think. Yeah. 12 years I've been wow. doing this. Yeah. I'm really glad you are paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been going through the motions, man. You know. <laughs> yeah. I always wondered if you had those headphones of yours turned on. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it is, as you say, it's a simple game. The concept is simple. <laughs> the the um, execution, not so much. <laughs> but, uh, if, but, but if you learn, the, like I said, if you learn what's supposed to happen, not that I'm supposed to swing and I'm supposed to move this part of my body this much at this point, but that this club hits this ball at this point on the ball, then you can just practice how to make that happen. Oh, there's that yeah. word again. Practice. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I can't believe it. Look, it's rolling off the tongue. It Look, is. Here's three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine. You couldn't even say it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Year one, you didn't even spell it. It's like the Fonzie <laughs> trying to say I was. <laughs> Not right. <laughs> <laughs>
That's right. But you know, it was one of those one of those things. This now you you uh, actually are espousing the virtues of said practice mm-hmm. because I have seen, I've been to the mountaintop and I have seen <laughs> the results. <laughs> I have. Well, you know, here's the thing. You I have a friend who practices now, as well. <laughs> and you are older. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Because I have worn you down over these last bunch of years. <laughs> That's right. I don't know whether it was just pure barrage of making sure that you did, or was it, I don't know, the sarcasm, or it, was it? It was, it was the laughing. It was the laughing. <laughs> yeah. It was the laughing. Yeah. Okay. That's what it was. We get together and I'd see something going on going, you know, I told you about that eight years ago. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not going to tell you again. (laughs) That's exactly right. (laughs) But, you know, here's the thing. You, sir, have a garage. And you, sir, have the ability to take all these things we talked about today and Mm -hmm. put them into practice. Ooh, there's that word again. I know. And I have ever since I bought the garage, you know. You used good. to be me. I say, I don't even have a garage. You can come home and ask my wife. But now <laughs> I have one. Now I have Stevens one. Line, folks. And I'm using it. And um, we will uh, we'll see what we will see with it. But again, I mean, you haven't spent a whole lot of money to do this 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 whole uh, routine of practice. Um, the, the Gorilla Tape and the 12th pack of, gol- of uh, ping pong balls, probably the two most expensive items on this entire list. Um, probably. You don't need one pool. You, you can get by with just one pool noodle. Um, pennies, you got those in your pocket. You can find yeah. those anywhere. And use pennies, not dimes or nickels, because pennies are made out of copper and they're soft and they won't do any That's damage right. to your club head. They are definitely softer than the face of your club. Right. Because somebody said, well, if a penny will work, a dime should work better because it's smaller. Going, no, because it's also harder. And it's going to scratch your club. Yeah. So don't, don't do it. Do you do that. You go get yourself some rope and some tape. Pool noodles, sponges, maybe a welcome mat, you know, those fake grass welcome mats. You know which one is those mats I like? Which one? Those really cheap neoprene rubber ones. Yeah. They always have some sort of holiday greeting on them or something. And you yeah. go to the you go to Wally World and you buy one that's out of season. Yeah. Like it's just past Christmas. You go to their clearance section and they got them all. Yeah. And they're like two bucks. And you buy two. Because you want to stand on one, right, and hit off the other, right. Because you want to be the right? same, the same, same uh, height. Height. That's the word I was looking yeah. for. Thank you. But yes. those neoprene rubber ones, they absorb the blow of the club, mm-hmm. and you know what? They stick to the ground a little better too. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. See, I yeah. hope you've been taking notes, because hope if so. you've been taking notes and you do some of the things that Jeff does, or, or that he has his students do then you will very much be improved as soon as the weather breaks in your neighborhood and you can actually go out and play some golf. It's going to be a beautiful thing and uh, you will have us to thank. Yeah, man. We we take tips. We're not proud. (laughs) You can mail Jeff pizza. Yeah, that's right. Or, Or coupons for pizza. JeffSmithGolfInstruction.com, ThoseWeekendGolfGuys.com, Facebook.com slash golfguys, uh, Facebook.com, the League of Extraordinarily Average Golfers, and just go out and play some golf. <laughs> <laughs>